0: Welcome to the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm here with my son, Joseph.
1: Together, we are learning sports one game at a time. I wanted tickets to Luka Doncic for Christmas because... Luka Doncic is a great player and many people or many NBA players have been scoring high amount of points on the road. So I'm trying to see Luka Doncic go for sixties, seventies, and he's a great player. He should win the MVP this year. Jokic, no offense, I'm tired of seeing you win, even though you're so good. Just Luka is such a good player. His moves are great. He has a great fadeaway, a great sidestep, and Luka Doncic is a
2: great all-around player. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Dugouts here with King Chuddy, host of the Chuddy's Corner podcast. What's up, everybody? We're here uh, joining forces with the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Excited to be here with Mike and Joseph. Uh, Those two are heading to Boston to cover the Celtics versus Mavs matchup uh Mavs is the fourth game of what was a pretty tough road trip on paper for them um so I'm sure they'll be looking forward to getting home after this but first they have to go through the league leading Boston Celtics uh so Chud why don't you go ahead and give these guys a breakdown uh what you expect to see from the matchup tonight yeah, this should be a really fun game.
3: The Mavericks have been one of the hottest teams in the Western Conference. Celtics, of course, have been the hottest team in the Eastern Conference. They've got two faces of the league, two MVP candidates and Luka Doncic and Jason Tatum. Kyrie Irving, of course, making his return to Boston. Should see a lot of offensive firepower on display. Celtics will have their hands full trying to guard those two. The Mavericks also made some nice acquisitions at the deadline, adding Daniel Gafford to bolster their front court as well as P.J. Washington. So they're a little bit different since the last time we saw them. Things are tooth and nail out in the Western Conference playoff picture right now. Absolutely. Every game is vital for the Mavericks. This one's going to mean a lot to them. And you know every time we're defending TD Garden, it means a lot to the Celtics. So this should be a really
2: fun game. Yeah, absolutely. And you said it perfectly well, too, with the Western Conference. I mean, right now the Mavs are hovering around that playing spot, but there's about a game, a game and a half between moving all the way up to the fifth seed. So, um, for teams like the for the Mavericks and those other teams out West, uh, the Pelicans, the Suns, uh, even the Golden Kings. State Warriors and the Lakers Kings. are starting to kind of, and the Kings, too, are kind of kicking around. Um, yep. Everyone in these games is going to be important. So, the Mavs are going to be giving it their best shot tonight. Uh, so, you know the Celtics are going to have to match that intensity, too. Um, you mentioned, too, two uh, MVP candidates, potential futures of the league. So, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, uh, those two drafted just one year apart. Tatum the year before him. Uh, what have you seen from their growth? And it's kind of how do you feel about them just sort of moving forward as the future of the league? It's kind of you know the old the old yeah. guard is getting <laughs> kind of getting ready to go out. What do you make of these two as a potential faces of the league?
3: Yeah, I mean it almost sounds silly calling them the futures of the league when, as we just said, they're two top five MVP candidates already. So the future is here but uh, we know how the NBA works and we know how sports works. And until one of these guys breaks through and wins a title, uh, you know, that is what they'll kind of be judged by. And that's what we'll be looking at as the future. So I think both of these guys are on the cusp. Obviously Tatum's made it to a finals, several Eastern conference finals. Luca's made the one Western conference finals, but that's where they're going to have to prove themselves. I think you'll see the difference in these two players, Luca really just a much more heliocentric player on offense. Everything kind of runs through him for the Mavericks. I mean, he is the complete engine of that offense, for better or worse. You've seen him score 73 points in a game this season. <laughs> You've seen him put up outrageous triple doubles every single night. He's almost averaging a triple double. The guy's up at over, I think, 34 points a game on the season. I mean, statistically, he is absolutely absurd. Uh, just absolutely uncanny, the stuff he's doing, the way he controls the game. is pretty incredible to watch. And he's obviously very hard to stop. With Tatum, you've seen, especially this year, he's taken a little bit more of, I wouldn't say a secondary role. He's obviously still the Celtics engine on offense as well, but he's been okay with deferring a little bit more, picking his spots. He lets the other guys run the offense. It's a a much less heliocentric offense in the Celtics. It's its much more kind of democratic process, almost some offensive socialism. We've seen everyone get involved. We've seen him spreading out the field goal attempts all kinds of things of that nature. And Tatum is doing it in other ways too. He's been asserting himself on the defensive end, playing almost more of a power forward role, especially the way he's been rebounding the ball this season too. So I think both of these guys can do almost anything they want to on a basketball court. Really their teams are just asking different things of them. And it becomes almost a bit of an eye of the beholder thing where it's, what do you like better? Luca putting up the gaudy offensive stats, Tatum with kind of more of the all around game. So again, I think both of these guys, we already mentioned top five MVP candidates this year. I think that's going to be the case for many more years to come. So I think a lot of this uh, will just come down to which guy can win titles first and which guy can kind of stack more wins. So far it's been Tatum, but Luca's team is coming on, and it's still anyone's game. This could be a fun East versus West rivalry of two of the elite
2: guys for many, many years to come. Yeah, exactly. You said it. it's going to be a great matchup. Looking forward to watching it. Uh, make sure you check out the po- the podcast afterwards for a full review. Uh, Mike, Joseph, have a great night of the game tonight, and thanks for letting us be a part of uh, Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Cheers, boys. Hey, sports
0: fans. It is Monday night, February the 26th, and I'm killing a little bit of time in the car as I wait to pick Joseph up from travel basketball practice just back from Daytona just about a week ago, and good to be home in Connecticut. Later this week, on Friday, we're going to be going to our third Boston Celtics game of the year, and they owe us one. Um, first two games that we went to, I thought were duds, and uh, I'm holding my breath that all the stars can play, that they're healthy, nobody has a sprained ankle or a hangnail, and they're all going to play, and it's going to be competitive. This is Joseph's Christmas gift, his Christmas request, and Santa came through. So we're looking forward to it. So Daytona last week, here in Connecticut, took the wife to Andrea Bocelli the other night. Beautiful opera music. Now that's a story for a different day, how that night went. 25th wedding anniversary. I love you, Renee. She'll be on the podcast this weekend. She'll be joining us. Maybe with a drink or two, we'll even get her to do a little bit of singing. Actually, a couple of years ago, we take her to see a basketball game. And she's enjoying herself, having a fantastic time. We're doing a little game recap in the hotel afterward. And she goes, yeah, that uh, Donchick, you know, on television... He seemed a little smaller. And actually, he's a little bit more handsome on television. And we're like, what? And Joe's like, that's not Doncic. We were at a Nuggets game. That's Jokic. She's like, oh, I, th- I, thought, it was, I thought I was rooting for Doncic. We were like, no, that's, that's Nikola Jokic. That's uh, the defending MVP. She's like, oh, okay, no, it's not the 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 smaller blonde one. I, okay, well, here we go, mom. We're taking you a couple years later. You're gonna get to see Luca, number seventy-seven, and uh, we're gonna see how it goes. So, wanted to thank the guys from Chuddy's Corner podcast for doing our intro. If you haven't heard these guys, where have you been, Celtics fans? These guys are fantastic. They really know the NBA. Dugouts and King Chuddy were nice enough to give us a little preview of the upcoming contest this week. And they do fantastic weekly NBA power rankings. They know basketball. They do game previews, matchups to watch out for. And then post-game wrap-ups. So we really appreciate you breaking down what to look for and the matchup between the faces of the NBA and the future, really, Luka and Tatum. Now, uh, King Chuddy, who I was talking to a little bit prior to uh, recording tonight, he comes from a family that is split between Syracuse and and Yukon fans. Can you believe that? No, everybody knows that we're Yukon Nation. I feel for this guy. I mean, Easter's coming up. He can't even have a holiday with his family in the same room. At the same table. I bet they split the household up. Like the Syracuse fans are like at some little kid's table. Maybe they put them in the attic or something. Anyhow, we know how that 5-to-1 scenario goes. Maybe we get five items on our plate and the Syracuse guys only get one when it comes to the buffet line at the, at the holiday dinner. Anyhow, King Chuddy, we appreciate you. We have one love and we're going to keep it green today. So bleed green for the Celtics. Now the reason that they owe me is because the first time, if you listen to our sounds of the game, that we went to Boston, we played against... The 76ers. And come to find out, you go to see the leading actors and the backups are in. No Embiid. No Maxi, No Tobias. My goodness. Celtics actually played down to their level and it was a pretty competitive game and the Celtics just managed to pull it out. But nobody pays big money to go see the understudy. So we're like, okay, we'll go back probably a month or two later. We end up going to see the Celtics Clippers game in Boston. Now, if you watch regularly the NBA and the Celtics, or you listen regularly to our podcast, you know that this was Uncle Lou's NBA baptism. Had never seen a game before. Best record in the NBA. Celtics had only lost one game at home all year to the Nuggets. And I wanted to poke my eyes out with a plastic fork. The Celtics played horrible. They had about 39 points at the half. So they have played two horrible games. I have not seen Porzingis once. So I am holding my breath all the way till Friday that the Stars play. And we see a fantastic game. You know, Luka Doncic... I find him to be amazing. I was reading some stuff from SB Nation and just looking at some of the statistics. He leads the NBA right now in scoring, 34 points a game. I believe that Tatum is around 28 or 29. He leads Tatum in assists per game, slightly ahead in rebounds. He is a fantastic player. My goodness, can you imagine if somehow he was a Boston Celtic? They say lightning doesn't strike twice in the same place. But if you had been a season ticket holder for the last 30 years, and you had grown up watching and seeing nightly Larry Bird, and then you just say to yourself and all your friends, there's never going to be another Larry. And then all of a sudden you get Donchick, and he played for the Celtics? Would you be questioning whether or not you were seeing double? I mean, without the titles, he doesn't have a bunch of Hall of Famers around him right now. But I consider him the second coming of Larry Bird. Fantastic shooter. Not terribly athletic. Deft passer. Just incredible. Clutch. Knows how to use his body. Knows how to take contact. Tremendous. Possibly the MVP for the year and MVP for future years. I can only imagine. The sky's the limit. And we can't wait to see him in person. The irony is, he was drafted by the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks had no intention of keeping him. They traded him to the Dallas Mavericks, so they can get Trey Young. Now Trey Young, also equally incredible. Um, Part of the deal had Cam Reddish in it, but what would Atlanta have been like with Doncic? Now Trey Young, I've been hearing some rumblings about the fact that, you know, his fingers hurt. There's only 25 or 26 games left. He's going to be evaluated in about a month. So he's probably going to shut it down for the year. And there's been some talk that he could end up in San Antonio. So first of all, I'm a huge fan of Popovich. I think he's one of the greatest NBA coaches in the last 25 or 30 years. Can you imagine him playing and throwing lobs to Wemby? And then also, he'd be playing in the same state as Doncic. Wouldn't that be interesting? Now, I'm going to turn the light on here in the car for a second. I just want to go ahead and read some of the comments on the scouting report before Doncic got drafted. And I just want to let you know, you can't always... Take everything that people say, even when they look at a player and evaluate them as gospel. You know that we know that LeBron James and Michael Jordan are the greatest athletic superstars, can dunk, can fly, levitate. But then there are guys like Larry Bird and Doncic and Steph Curry that you would never think about them dunking, but you know that they can fill up the bucket. You can score in different ways. People thought, and I'm kind of reading here, Luka Doncic was too slow. Some said he was overweight. He was only a 31% three-point shooter. He put up decent numbers in Europe, playing against a lot of older players, some men. But that might not work in the NBA against more athletic defenders. Many people had doubts about him in the 2018 draft. Some thought that he would be a flat-out bust. Maybe worthy of a second-round pick. A player that should have just stayed in Europe for his career. And there were certain fans that were questioning whether Doncic should even be drafted. Some thought, no way should he be a lottery pick. And then there were teams and executives who do this for a living that had the opportunity to take him and a few that passed on him. And then here we are. This kid is an absolute superstar. So thank you to the Chutty's Corner podcast for your fantastic preview. And we look forward to doing future collaborations with you in the future. Also, I wanna give a big thank you to Blake the Artist, a fantastic custom card artist. And we have a number of custom cards coming out to us in the mail. So hopefully starting with March Madness, we'll continue some of our fantastic podcast card giveaways and contests like we normally do. And our fans will get to collect like they have enjoyed in the past, especially all of our young fans. And they'll be able to get to see our second awesome artist collaboration. And you'll be able to see some fantastic cards for your personal collection. Thank you, Blake Jameson. So we're a couple of days away. And I can't wait to see the Celtics take on the Mavericks. And ship up to Boston. Stay with us on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, what's better than getting out of work and school at 1.30 on a Friday? We're out of here. We're getting ready to head up to Boston early, get ahead of that 5 o'clock uh, traffic, check into one of our favorite hotels right in the Boston neighborhood across from the TD, And then head on over, get some food, get some snacks. And roll on in to hopefully see some of the uh, pre-game shoot-around. Now, I was listening to my last segment. And I realized, I'm in love with the word fantastic. I must have said it like 15 times. I have to come up with my adjective list. Great, incredible, awesome. Other... I was going to say fantastic. Can you believe that? Other amazing words. Now, for my adults, you want to do a shot for the rest of this episode? And for my kids, you want to eat your favorite cookie? Who knows? By the end of this episode, we could have a bunch of drunk adults and a bunch of fat kids. But I'll do my best. Remember, I'm a fan. I'm not a pro. But we like to have fun. Anyway, Got to get my co-host and my co-pilot, got to get their thoughts on this upcoming matchup. Mavericks, Celtics, tonight, Friday night at the Garden. Come join us. Good morning, sports fans. It is Thursday, the day before... Our Celtics Mavericks game, and I'm killing a little bit of time. I'm in the car with Joseph, just getting ready to drop him off for sixth grade. Of course, you know that he's going to get out a little bit early tomorrow, so we got a few things to tie down today. Good morning, Joseph. How are you?
1: Morning. I'm good. Little sleepy. Yeah.
0: Already, as every sixth grader should be at seven thirty in the morning. Anyhow, I'm tracking Luca like a nor'easter coming down to. The Boston area. Um, it's amazing because we don't want anything to go wrong. As of yesterday, everybody seems to be healthy. Porzingis is healthy. The Jays, White, Kyrie, and Luca. So I'm watching it. Now, the Mavericks just got done with back to back. So they're on this four game road swing. I didn't even realize that midweek they were playing a back to back. So they're coming down. They played yesterday. Coming down from Toronto. I'm actually a little bit shocked that they took a loss on Tuesday. And then I was surprised that Luca and Kyrie weren't rested on Wednesday. They both played and they both played well. Turns out that it was Kyrie, excuse me, turns out that it was Luca's 25th birthday. Maybe he wanted to play on his birthday. Anyway, he plays well. They don't get any rest. My goodness, we better not hear that word load management for tomorrow. It's a marquee matchup on a Friday night at the TD. So they're coming down like a nor'easter, a storm headed our way. 12 inches of snow coming down to Boston. So I got a couple of trivia questions, which I wanted to throw out to Joseph live. And then, of course, I will announce the answers to you. You know, Luca, he's tremendous, as I had mentioned a little bit earlier in the uh, the podcast. Hey, I just used the word tremendous. That's better than fantastic, right? No cookies, no shots. Now, he's in year six of this historic start to his NBA career. He has the third most points, Joseph, of any player in NBA history before his 25th birthday. You think of thousands and thousands, possibly tens of thousands of players in the NBA. There's only two players in NBA history that have scored more points before their 25th birthday than Luka Doncic, so he would be in third place on the list, and Luka has 10,825 points. Now, I want you to think for a second, Joe. Who are those two players in NBA history that before they got to 25 years old they have a little bit more than the 10,825. You could take a stab at it. And then I might even give you a hint. And then you can announce the answer to our fans. I will go on to say he has the second most three-pointers in NBA history. The second most triple-doubles dub- triple by a player under 25 years old. In NBA history. I'm not just talking about this year. I'm talking about the history of the NBA. Luca, Born outside of the United States. Only in his sixth year. Second most triple doubles by a player under 25 ever? Saw an interview recently with the great Allen Iverson. Who some would say pound for pound might be one of the greatest basketball players ever iconic in both dress, swag, and game. He's getting interviewed by Shaq, or he's on the set, if you will. And they started asking him, what kind of players are a little bit like you in the modern game? And he said he does get compared to John Rant a lot. But then he went ahead and said, Luca, and he was shaking his head. And he basically just said, He almost can't understand what this guy does. It's almost like he's playing in slow motion. But yet gets everywhere that he wants to be on the court. He said he shoots the blood out of the ball. I didn't know there was blood in the ball. But I will go with it. What AI says rooted against him feverishly when he was with Georgetown. And uh, he also said he's pretty fly for a white guy, if you know what I mean. Just incredible. He was stunned, threw his head back, almost knocked his own hat off on what this kid is doing right now. Joseph, do you have any idea off the top of your head? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. The bell is getting ready to ring. Who are the two players in NBA history? You can't phone a friend, but if you need your hint right now, I guess I can give it to you two players in nba history that have scored more points than luka before they got to age 25. Tell me what's think what's rattling around in this 11-year-old's mind.
1: I mean, I'm thinking like cuz you were you said um second most three-pointers and um second most triple-doubles under the age of 25. So right now I'm thinking second best three-point shooter, Ray Allen.
0: And actually, I don't have the answer to what you're thinking. But my main question is, who are the two players that have scored more points before they were 25? In regards to him being second, I didn't really research who, who was first. I'm thinking first was Steph Curry, maybe. But as it regards to total points, who are the two guys with total points before 25 ahead of Luka on the list? That I know.
1: LeBron and Katie.
0: Repeat that answer.
1: LeBron James and Kevin Durant.
0: Can you repeat that answer one more time for the people in the back of the room?
1: LeBron James
0: and Kevin Durant. At 7.30 in the morning, he's been called on and has 100% correct answer. I hope he does this well in his science and math tests today. It is LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They have respectively around 11,000 and 12,000 points. Luca with close to 11,000. I got one more trivia question for you, Joe. There's only one player in NBA history that has more multiple 60-point games before they got to 25 years old than Luka. By the way, Luka right now is averaging career highs close to 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 assists. Look at those stats. He's almost averaging a triple-double. One player in NBA history has more multiple 60-point games by the time they were 25 than Luka, who is the one player in NBA history that had several 60-point games. And then Luka is second on the list. And he's only been in the league for six years. We're going to see him tomorrow night at the TD. Any idea? Can you go two for two in trivia today? First, can I get a hint? You need a hint on this one. Let me think here for a second.
1: Like, is he on, like, the GOAT board of, like, NBA anniversary 75th?
0: He is on the NBA GOAT board. I mean, if you have multiple 60-point games in your career and you're the number one guy before you hit 25 years old, you don't think you'd be on a GOAT board?
1: I'm going to say Kobe Bean Bryant. His answer? Can you repeat that one more time? Kobe Bean
0: Bryant. Uh, Fans, do you have any idea who it could be? I will tell you, your hint is Kobe Bean Bryant modeled his game after this guy. Joseph? LeBron James. Uh, Did Kobe Bean Bryant model his game after LeBron James? Or is it this number 23? MJ. It's Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan had more 60-point games than anybody in NBA history before he was 25. Sleepy Joe finally came out, so he went one for two in the trivia. Now, as we were tracking Storm Luca, I also happened to bump into something else. Speaking of LeBron James, who's not a bad guy to model your game after. This guy is on the edge of 40 years old. Yesterday, which was Wednesday, the Lakers are playing the Clippers. We know the Clippers are good. We've seen them live this year. As I told the story, we got demolished, as Joe says in the background. Celtics laid a complete egg that night. So Lakers enter the fourth quarter yesterday. They're down by 21 points. Would you believe they come back and win that game? It's the biggest comeback in Lakers franchise history or close to it, LeBron James personally, personally, scores 19 points in the fourth quarter. The team scores 39 points in the fourth quarter. They hold the the Clippers to 16 points in the fourth quarter. So LeBron outscores the Clippers by three himself in the fourth quarter. The Lakers come back from 21 down and win. LeBron is close to 40 years old playing against kids in their 20s. Now, we may never surplace Michael Jordan as the greatest NBA player ever because he's never going to play again. He went 6-0 in the finals. He's unblemished. I guess we should start maybe taking him out of the conversation. Let's think about this for a second. Because I got a lot of Boston fans listening to this pod, obviously. If we were to make a Mount Rushmore, which you folks know that I love, of athletes, and Michael Jordan could not be included, we're just talking about the greatest athletes ever for skill, for longevity, for rings for athleticism, for winning, for clutchness. If you were creating that for somebody like your grandmother, for example, who has no idea what sports are, and she just looked at these four heads on this Mount Rushmore, but once again, Michael Jordan is being excluded. He's the greatest of the greatest of the greatest greats. Let's put him off to the side. Would you have to put LeBron on that Mount Rushmore? And would you carve his head before you would carve Tom Brady? People are saying Tom Brady, greatest football player ever. LeBron somewhere in the top five for greatest basketball player ever. Look how long both of them played. Look how many rings they've gotten. Joseph, a final question for you before you escape the car. What is your thoughts, Tom Brady versus LeBron? They both played till they were close to Dad's age. What are your thoughts overall on on greatest athletes of all time? If I were to tell you who who's the man? Tell me who the best the best is besides m
1: j yes, I mean well for athletes in rings, I mean Kobe could be up there. LeBron, definitely. Um, Don't
0: just think about basketball now.
1: Oh. um, That's tough. Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, um, Randy Moss is up there, Julio Jones.
0: There's some Cowboys that are on the list. Now, maybe we start off with Tom Brady right next to LeBron James, and then we figure out who the last two are. But when you think about the greatest athletes of all time, played for long careers, multiple rings, outstanding in the clutch, generational, I think you almost have to start, start with Tom and LeBron. Joseph, have a wonderful day at school. And um, the next time we come on the air, we're not going to be in Connecticut. Come join us on the Sliders and Curveballs podcast. Good morning, fans. Well, it is 2.15 in the morning, Eastern time. Why am I up? Why can't I sleep? We're supposed to be going to Boston at about one thirty in the afternoon. But I'm tossing, I'm turning. So what do I do? Go downstairs, pick up the phone, and get on with my fans. Now, I've been tracking Storm Luca down from Toronto. I don't know if he's been partying for his 25th birthday or if he just scored 30 points against Toronto and then tweaked his ankle. But just before I went to bed last night, I noticed that Luca went on the questionable list for tonight's game. Oh my gosh, that is not fantastic. Eat your cookies. Do your shots. I wish I could do one right now. You know, it's a variable-priced game. Santa has done everything he's in his power to get this game for Joseph. He's only coming to Boston one time. Number 77. This has been a hype show to preview everything. How great he is. The Luka-Tatum matchup. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. The show on its own. We're going to release it early. It's not going to be a sounds of the game. We're going to do it as a preview episode. Because I'm not sure if there's going to be a sounds of the game. That would be a real buzzkill if he sits tonight. Hopefully he plays in this marquee matchup. But I've been tracking it. And my heart's going to be beating all the way up. One and a half hour ride. Checking into the hotel, putting that Celtics jersey on, walking over to the TD North, talking to fans. Is Luca playing? They say that they're going to find out in the shoot-around how the ankle feels. And then we'll find out if he's going to take the court or if it's just going to be all eyes on booing Kyrie all night. We really, really, really hope to see him play. And that's what happens when you buy these variable price tickets months in advance. Of course, you want to see your team play, but you're usually buying them against a team that you want to see a star. You buy tickets to the Spurs, there's only one reason that you're buying those tickets. You want to see the Alien, you want to see Wemby. You bought tickets years ago to the Bulls, it would break your heart if you didn't get a chance to see Michael Jordan. You want to see LeBron. The Joker. Obviously, Luka is in that category. And many players over the years have been Dr. J, Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, Dirk, Larry Bird, Magic, Isaiah Thompson. Excuse me, Isaiah Thomas. So we're going to see how it goes. Tracking Storm Luca. Now, with all due respect, the guys from Chadi's Corner, they were fantastic. The announcement of our awesome artist, Blake the Artist, who's going to be donating cards and we're going to be giving them away starting in March. We're so excited for it. But let's release this pod right now, which is fantastic on its own. And then if 77 gets on the court, there'll be a part two. Luca in the building. If not, take a look at the box store and we'll see if the Celtics can get a win. But this trip has been all about trying to see number 77. And hopefully the Celtics can get to a 10-game winning streak with him on the court. You want to see him score 50 and the Celtics win by one. But he's going to have to have a good ankle to do it. Enjoy part one. To be continued.